Hey everybody, this is Jerry Bites. Welcome back. My name is Davis, an educator with over 10 years of experience. And I'm Orion, the founder of Stellar GRE. We're here to bring you your weekly bite-sized episode on GRE prep and grad school admissions. Check out our top-rated GRE self-study program at StellarGRE.com. Use the code, all caps, BITES for 10% off any membership. All right, so let's jump into the weeds today. Um, we've talked about uh, different strategies for the quant section, different ways to approach it, how to maintain you know, a calm mental state, efficiency versus accuracy. Um, and we've talked about in one of your strategies, and that's on the app as well, um, is a skipping, skipping as a strategy on the quant section as you're going through it. Um, and you've mentioned in previous episodes, you know, defensive skipping, offensive skipping. Um, I want to use this episode to better understand the difference between those two. What does it mean to defensively skip through the quant section and then come back versus offensively skipping through? Sure. Yeah. So this is, I guess, a, a tactical talk today. Skipping on any section of the GRE is very, very important. Unlike other standardized tests that you may have taken in the past, like the SAT, questions on the GRE are not presented in ascending order of difficulty. Um, so that means that the hardest, most time-consuming problems could be the ones you first encounter. And basically, surrendering to the tests um, succession of questions might put you at a disadvantage, especially on harder sections. What I've noticed is that ETS often front loads its harder verbal and quant sections with more difficult and more time-consuming questions simply because students tend to solve test sections sequentially mm -hmm. and they often run out of time. And of course, if you're not getting to questions, you can't be answering them correctly. And that's one of the main ways that students underperform. And a, and a hard question is worth as many points in the grading scale as an easy question. Well, that's right. Every question is worth the same one point. Um, easy and hard are also interesting concepts because every individual student will have an idea of what is easy or hard for him or her. Right. But obviously that is irrelevant to the, the grading of the test, like uh, the difficulty grading. Mm -hmm. Um, difficulty from the perspective of ETS is always statistical. For example, a hard question is a question that 10% of students get right. And an easy question is one that 80% of students get right. right. And they don't actually know that until they give that question to hundreds of students, which is why the experimental section exists. It's ETS trying to collect empirical data on the statistical difficulty of its test items. Right. Okay. And so... And we've also talked about like uh, grouping, like taking all the same types of questions, uh, going through an entire quant section and looking for all the same types of questions so that your mind is not jumping between uh, like a plug and chug versus like a multiple choice versus like. Well, I don't, I don't, usually, I don't usually talk about that. So, let, but that's an interesting, I think. Uh, that's related to offensive skipping. So let's talk about defensive skipping first. So okay. def defensive skipping is to, it's called defensive because it's to avoid that negative outcome. The time drain. Yes. If you solve the section sequentially, you might not be pacing yourself appropriately because of the way that the section is constructed. So we're defending against that negative outcome. 
And so on the quant section in particular, I highly recommend that students take two passes through each 20 problem set. Uh, the first second upon encountering a quantitative problem, a student should make the determination of whether he or she is going to do that question right then and there or skip it for the second pass through. It takes one second, which means that this is not based on reading the problem or understanding it or thinking about it. It's looking at the answer choices. Well, it's looking at, sometimes it's looking at the answer choices, but it's also looking at the problem. It's, it is a visual test. Right. Um, so there are three criteria for skipping. And you should be able to identify these features in less than a second. One of them, if it's a big paragraph of text, just skip. It's going to take more than a minute to get down to the question mark. There's plenty of questions you can solve in less than a minute. Um, second is if it's a multiple answer question. So that's looking at the answer choices. If the little buttons are squares as opposed to little ovals, squares means choose all that apply. Oftentimes, these are range problems, which require us to push the extremes, which basically means we have to solve that question twice, once for the minimum, once for the maximum. That's kind of two problems in one, hence it's inherently time-consuming. And Skip it. Skip it. And then three are the data interpretation questions, which will always be grouped together, skip, skip, skip. And those are very easy to spot because they're associated with graphs and charts and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So if you skip those problems defensively, then basically what you're doing is you're reserving the time-consuming problems for later in your 35 minutes, and that's good because they're not worth any more than the efficient problems. So this allows you to bank more points earlier in the time, which will make you feel confident um, and will increase the likelihood that you'll get to more questions within the time limit. Make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Okay. And then you also avoid careless, like just to consider the opposite, if you were to front load by just going sequentially and you get stuck with all of these uh, data analysis questions up front and you're spending minutes you know, examining graphs and everything, and then you get to these really simple questions, but your time is short, then your, your rate of error, your inefficiency, your lack of accuracy all go up because of that time constraint. Oh yeah, absolutely. So the primary driver of carelessness is the subjective sense of urgency. And so we're defending against that by skipping inherently time-consuming questions, getting all the ones that... Uh, don't take as much time, but are still only worth one point per question. That's right. If you can skip like this, and let's say you answer two-thirds of the questions in about one half of the time, you're going to feel like you're ahead of the clock, because you are. And that's going to cause you to relax. It's going to cause you to feel confident. It's going to cause you to approach questions with a clear, stable frame of mind versus I'm running out of time. I don't really, I have to cut corners. I don't really know what I'm doing. It's kind of, it becomes flailing and desperate. Yeah. Uh, which obviously we want to avoid. That's not associated with top performance at all. So, okay, so that seems really logical and smart, and I know from experience it's effective. So then what about offensive skipping? What is that? What would, what's another reason to skip? Great. So now with offensive skipping, we're kind of like taking it to the enemy this time. So we can, besides skipping the questions that are likely going to suck our time, we can go directly to questions that we should be able to answer correctly in less than a minute. And there is a certain type of question that you can identify in a half a second. And these are the questions with variables and the answer choices. Mm -hmm. Variables and the answer choices means that we can plug in. This is far and away the most frequently occurring diagnostic category in the quantitative section. I think the base rate is between 20 and 
which means that between four and five problems in any given section will be plug-in problems that we already know in advance we can solve using plugging in. Mm-hmm. It takes me, if I just skip through the test, the section, until I find a question with variables and answer choices, which should take half of a second to visually determine. And in that next second, I start plugging in values, plug in two for X and three for Y. Almost certainly I can solve that question in less than a minute. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? That means that I could potentially solve five questions in five minutes right out of the gate, which means I can solve one quarter of the questions in one seventh of the time, Mm -hmm. which is almost like lapping the test right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. This is really important for that reason that you just mentioned, because if I can do a quarter of the questions in a seventh of the time, I am not going to feel rushed. I, I have like, I have the test on the ropes. Mm-hmm. I pushed it back. That's why it's offensive. It's offensive. And this is where grouping similar question types comes back into yeah, play. So if that's what you mean, that's what that's Using appropriate the here. diagnostic tool to, to, to offensively directly go to the questions you know you can get ahead on quickly, reliably, and get them out of the way. And those are questions with variables and answer choices because we know for sure 100% of the time that we can plug in. And if you've been practicing your plug-in technique, you should be able to solve the vast majority of these in less than a minute, sometimes less than 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge game changer when it comes to the quantitative section of the GRE. Are there any other types of questions that you can offensively skip uh, other than variables and the answer choices reliably? Uh, I don't, I haven't found it. If there are, I haven't found it yet because um, a lot of questions that look sweet and innocent can actually be very time consuming and devious. Appearances can be deceiving in life and they certainly are so on the GRE. So what I've discovered is that skipping offensively to questions, variables, answer choices is the most consistently reliable way of finding problems that you can solve in less than a minute. Well, there you have it. That's defensive skipping in order to make sure you're not draining your time at the beginning and creating uh, an unhealthy mental environment for you to feel rushed for the rest of the test and offensive skipping, going to the questions that are easily diagnosed as uh, quick and easy to solve um, that's awesome. There's so much more we could get into totally. here. Like if we haven't already done an episode on diagnostic, uh, strategies for the quant section, I'm sure we'll do one in the future. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll be back next week for another bite-sized episode on GRE bites. If you have a topic you'd like discussed on a future episode, let us know stellar at gmail.com. And if you're ready to take your prep to the next level, you can't wait for that episode on diagnostics. You can just check out our top-rated Jerry self-study program at StellarJerry.com. You can get started for free. That's right. And if you want to buy a membership, you can use the code BITES for 10% off. Okay. Talk Sounds to you guys good. Soon. All right. Thanks, man.